0: Science doesn't move slowly. It takes leaps, eating up years of advancement every time it leaves the ground. And every leap takes hard work, not only from the innovators, but from the innovators' employees. Someone has to watch the samples, hold the beakers, get the coffee, and recoil from the monsters. That's where I come in. I hold a degree in mad science from the Polydory Institute of Inconceivable Advancement and Technology with a minor insane science. I was going to go for a master's, maybe the big DR, but student loans are punishing. And I had a psychiatrist and two sweater manufacturers to support. I am Eileen Thorne, freelance lab assistant. I really, really don't like these assignments where I have to interview. I did all the interviewing I cared to when I signed up with my agents at Eureka Temporary Innovations. But the thing to understand about mad sciencing is that you don't devote yourself to it unless you're a little eccentric to begin with. And when your brain cells are a little loose, you don't trust professionals who assure them you're legit. That's when I have to put on my nicest lab coat and my sciencing shoes and find the balance between warm and friendly, and serious and high minded. Who is it? What do you want? Dr. March? Eureka sent me. I have the paperwork here. Oh, come in. Thank you. That's. Oh, that's a rather heavy hoodie you have on,
1: Doctor. It gets cold. Old house. Lots of giraffes.
0: What are you expecting me to do during this assignment, Doctor?
1: You seem anxious.
0: This job must be important to you. Science is always important to me, Dr. March. That's why I chose to be in the field.
1: Instead of the safety of academia. Exactly. Excuse me. I must lock this outside door. The wind, uh, you see, might blow open. I don't like... Wind. It seems quite sturdy to me.
0: Heavy, even. I, I don't see how...
1: Won't you sit, miss? I have something shocking to show you.
0: It takes a lot to shock me. Although, I can see how you're having no flesh on your face could be shocking. Only
1: on my skull and limbs are affected. Uh, otherwise, I'm quite normal. Looking on the bright side... That's... great! Are you ready to take notes?
0: Of course I was ready. Note-taking is sometimes 90% of the work for a lab assistant. You'd think they'd learn about digital recorders, but there you go. Dr. March led me to her basement laboratory. Never, never trust a doctor who keeps a lab in his or her basement.
1: What do you think of this? Modern in every respect.
0: The place was very up-to-date in the technology aspect, but I wasn't keen on the early mold motif. What sort of research are you involved in here, Doctor? Flesh transference. What?
1: Please, don't struggle. I am extraordinarily strong. (gasps) You made your point. That's better. You'll be more cooperative, unconscious. Transference. Transference. Please don't, That's struggle. Better. That's better. That's That's better. don't struggle. That's better. Please don't struggle. Please don't struggle. Please don't struggle.
0: Plush transference. Ah, you're back. I was strapped to a table. Special plates holding up my arms. Never trust a doctor who has straps and special plates on their table. But then you probably figured that out. Try to think of this as a worthy cause. I think Eureka's contracts include a no-experimenting-on-our-employees clause. Huh. It'll be easier to tell yourself you're advancing science. What is this, then? Cybernetic implants? Super-soldier serum? Genetic tampering? Feral regression? I've heard it all. It's just an exchange.
1: Please tell me it's of gifts. I just want your face and your hands,
0: and your arms. And I see you are mad.
1: I'm not mad at all. I mean nuts. Oh, I'm not mad either. Now, I have to ask you to be quiet,
0: I have measurements to take, and they must be infinitesimally accurate. This is one of the occupational hazards of lab assisting. I know most people would panic and scream and beg for their life, or I guess their limbs and face in this case, but I've learned otherwise. You focus beyond the fear. You start observing your surroundings, taking note of anything, no matter how small, to turn them to your advantage.
1: Wonderful. This will take less time than I dared hope for. Can't make a single error. I've been waiting for this opportunity for all these torturous years.
0: Not surprisingly, being a mad scientist, my captor was a little careless when it came to waving about tubes and beakers. That was my way out of this. Dr. March had spent so much time binding my arms, she neglected to bind my legs. And if I was right, judging from the colors in the tube she was holding and the beaker on top of the nearby Bunsen burner, I had my way out. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm not even frightened. Hurry up and get this over with. I just hope you have more luck with this kisser than I did. What a strange attitude. Oops. Just as I thought. The chemicals in the test tube Dr. March was carrying and the solution for the beaker interacted negatively with the Bunsen burner's flame to create a volatile reaction. And most of the time, that's all you really need. Of course, the problem is you never know what that reaction will net you. What?
1: Help me! (coughs) can't do that if I'm all wrapped
0: up, can't I? Just follow my voice! be free before you know the house burns down this is a virtue here doctor so
1: <gasps> dr March yes
0: your face your arms they're restored you're you're beautiful why why thank you uh, maybe you should free me so we could get out of here if I know my mad science this place is gonna blow. I'll
1: never know how I achieved this. The
0: explosion destroyed everything. Soul searching later. Escape now. Come with me. You'd help me? After what I almost did? I'm a lab assistant. Helping is part of the job. Ah,
1: let it burn. I've been a prisoner of this house for what seems like forever. I want to start a new life. And I think I've got just the place to start, Dr. March. Please,
0: call me Letta. The nice thing about mad science is that new scientists enter the field every day, so there's lots of opportunity for lab assistants and lackeys. While my new friend, Leda, had boundless scientific knowledge and a desire to leave experimenting behind, it seemed she'd be a perfect fit for Eureka. With your experience this March, I am sure I can find work for you immediately, if not sooner. Florence, Flory to her friends, is my agent. She lines up my assignments. I'd like to say she gives me the best ones, but you just saw what I went through there. Thank you.
1: I look forward to taking a back seat from now on. Let other people explore the
0: nether reaches of knowledge? Like Eileen here. I'll just take notes. Welcome to the team. Um, Flory, what was the idea sending me there? It could have ended up a lot differently if I didn't think so fast. If I didn't figure out the right reaction, I would have been a little... Skin-deprived. <laughs> oh, you. What are you talking about? I'm talking about how I almost lost all the flesh on my face and arms. I'm so sorry about that. It's moss under the fluoroscope, Leta. Don't stress about it. I didn't send you there. What do you mean?
1: I sent you to Future Dynamic Kinetic Innovation Paradigm, Inc. to work on the Quantum cloaca. Then who sent me to, you know... Let me look. It seems that the march
0: assignment was given to... Elaine.
1: Elaine? Who's that?
0: My twin sister.
1: You've been listening to the first chapter of the Crosscut Saw of Time, featuring Eileen Thorne, Freelance Lab Assistant, Written by Thomas DJ and performed by the Ganagan Theatre Works. Vanessa Van Zaire was Eileen. Anna Crawford was Dr. Lita March. And Pamela Jean Agalus was Flory. Sound design was by Chris Honeywell. Music was by Jason Shaw. Please visit his site at audionautics.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Akadekagonagon and join our Facebook group for news on this and other projects. This audio play is copyright 2021 by the Akadeka Theatre Works and is presented to the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. Tune in next week for Chapter 2 of this serial, My Sister, My Burden.